Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. I would push her down the stairs, like, showgirl style, make her trip, and just be like, love me. He is so hot. And those eyes, oh my god. Hi everyone, welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where, I don't know, we we don't even have two friends to invite to a dinner, let alone 16. I mean, I could not scrape up 16 friends. I don't know about you, Leslie. No, I would have to pay people. Actually, <laughs> that would not be a prize for me because I don't want people in my house. I know, me too. I, I, no, not a prize. My name's Amy Archer. I'm your host. I'm here with the lovely Leslie DJ for our very final and just like that. I I'm so sad. I I really am because Amy this week we learned that love is dead or in a coma <laughs> for 5 years. Here's my my overall thoughts are on this episode. It was anticlimactic. Yeah. Like it was just like like I watched it and I was like, "Oh, okay, so that happened." Like it it really just fell flat and Michael Patrick King wrote it. So I'm just going and a lot of it, it's like there were moments of hope where I was like, oh, oh, yes. and then it's like, yes. oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. And I had said at the very beginning when they brought Aiden back, I said they cannot have Carrie hurt him again. Yep. If they break up, it's got to be on him and he'll probably do it for the kids and that's what will happen. But then I was I was lulled into this like world where I was like, maybe they'll just get married. And the reason I switched was because I honestly thought they were not getting a season three. Yeah. I thought this was it. We were done. The way they wrapped all of these characters up, do you really need another season? No, but we do, you and I, to hate watch. No, no, no. (laughs) But seriously, did you realize, because we were privileged enough to get screeners, our screeners for this finale dropped at 
3.48 a.m. And I think that yeah. it dropped on Max at 4. So we had, like, no extra time. So maybe they were, like, maybe they had two endings. And they were, like, oh, if we get picked up, we swap it out. Maybe. Maybe. Because if this um, was the series finale, it would suck. I That's an interesting thought if they didn't get picked up. Do you think they didn't know they weren't getting picked up? I don't think they knew. And especially with the writers and actors strike, maybe, you know, things were a little even dicier. Mm, okay. Okay. So maybe they shot, although I did listen to the writer's room podcast. Did you listen to it? Yes, I did. He's insufferable. He's insufferable. He Knowing he wrote this and he says things like, guys, I'm going to do this imitation. I'm not going to imitate his voice, but I can tell you what he's saying. He'll be like, and then. That beautiful line where it just drips with sentimentality and, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker just, mm, whoever wrote this, I just want to fuck them. It's like, dude, you wrote this. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. And also, I forgot for which moment that he was like, I'm getting choked up talking. Oh, he was this. crying about Steve. He was crying about Steve. And I'm like, you did this to him. Wait a minute. I was like... <laughs> Okay, I was like, you're crying over Steve. Little Miss Recap endorses men crying. We love yes. it, embrace it. However, wouldn't you have cried about LTW maybe losing her child or Carrie and Aiden breaking up? You're crying about Steve. That well, was the, a weird take. MPK, um, he doesn't have children and he hates children, clearly, the way he writes them. <laughs> so to him, that's probably like a blessing in disguise. Like, oh, well, she didn't want it anyway. That's so freaking weird. So freaking yeah. weird. Okay. So this is in Just Like That, Season 2, Episode 11, The Last Supper, Part 2, Entree. Mm -hmm. So I did this all in one straight summary narrative because it's all kind of one scene. Yeah. So it's just going to be a lot of this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. So just interrupt me and interject whenever. Okay, first we have the cameo from Samantha. What did you think? To be honest, I was pleasantly surprised because it exceeded my expectation. I honestly thought that when she would call, she would just be like on a FaceTime and we wouldn't see Kim Cattrall outside of the, a tiny phone screen. So the fact that oh, okay. she was dressed up and she was in a car and it kind of seemed like she was part of the show, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is cool. And then all it did was remind me that this series is no good without her. That's all that did. I kind of agree. I don't know what the backstage beef is. I mean, I, I clearly see that MPK is like married to SJP, like they yeah. are soulmates. And that probably just got under everybody's skin. It's like a Cody and Robin situation. And, and Kim Cattrall's like Christine. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But um, I don't know. We need her back. We need her back. I think so. But Kim is doing so many things. And I really hope that her new series on Netflix is so cute, um, glamorous, mm -hmm. or um, gets picked up. Because that was really yeah. cute. And also she's doing How I Met Your Father. So She's, oh, right. she's booked and busy. And in order to get this little cameo, this was like a minute long scene. She negotiated like a ton of shit. Like she got projects greenlit by Max for this. Like she got deals out of this. <laughs> like she was like, oh, make it worth my it's time. Probably a fuck ton of money. They like unloaded a truck at her house. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we see that she's not coming to the dinner. Now, 
Carrie has this kitten. This kitten is everything to me. Why we did not give Carrie a kitten earlier, I have no idea. This kitten this is, is why. Okay, so as a Sex and the City um, self-proclaimed historian, I would have to say that this does not match Carrie's lifestyle at all. Because, yeah, she could be a cat lady because she's single, the eternal single mm-hmm. girl, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. She, let's not forget, dear listeners, that she killed Aiden's plant when they lived oh, that's together. Right. That's she right. lost his dog, Pete. That's right. She's not good with living creatures. That's and right. Big died on her watch. So, it's, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But for somebody who, if you're going to be somebody who's on the go a lot and you're not great at taking care of things, a cat is a perfect animal for you. Because a cat can so. take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that Shu is okay with her being in Greece? No, I'm I'm assuming Charlotte is looking after Shu. And if you are Carrie and you're taking off anywhere, Charlotte is the only person that you want taking care of your shit while you're gone. Yeah. 100%. True, because Miranda's so, crazy. At Charlotte's, Harry wakes her up from her drunken stupor to tell her Anthony wants to talk about his ass virginity. And... I just wrote, why would you go to Charlotte about that? Why Charlotte? Charlotte's not going to be able to give you any insight into ass sex. You know this. I think that this is due to the episode that we both dislike, the storyline with Charlotte's insecurity about her body or whatever. That mm. they he was complaining about one thing and she was com- and complaining about the other thing. And they were just talking at each other but not really listening. So maybe it was one of those kind of things. Of the characters in this cast... Who would you call? It would be Samantha. Yeah, they, but they she's not like screen. a one-sided conversation with him. You know what I mean, or something. You have her for the cameo. Throw a line in there about the ass sex. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't he know any other gay men he could talk to? Oh yeah, that would be obvious. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Harry's like, I made breakfast, and you know, I got the kids up, and Charlotte, and he goes, I can't do it all, Charlotte. And Charlotte's like, You are not doing it all. You're doing the bare minimum. And then she says, you need to go tell Anthony I'm not available. Steve's out at his clam shack when Miranda shows up. Now, I mistakenly said it was clam and beer last week. But what is it? It's clams and Hot dogs corn. and clams. Hot dogs. Okay. Ooh, clams and corn sounds really good right now. So I don't he's think keeping... I've ever had a clam. Oh, clams are so good. He's keeping the name Paul's Daughter. Because he says he wants to be someone else because he's had a rough couple of years. But he's good now. And Miranda says, I don't want to be completely in your past. Like, can't we just be friends? And then, and this is where Michael Patrick King was crying. She says, (laughs) you're smart, Steve. Like, almost like you have to reassure your child. Steven, you're really smart. Yeah. And, you know, going to, well, she did say, like, going to Brooklyn at that time was smart. And you were right about us being parents. And he says, but I wasn't right. Or she goes, but you weren't right about us. And he says, yes, I was for a very long time. Which is true. It was a nice scene. And Brady saw them together and they're like staring out at the ocean. It was lovely. My parents divorced when I was 21. And anytime I see them together and they're being nice to each other, it does kind of bring like a warmth to your soul to see that. I get it. All right, now we move over to Columbia, where Naya's told that she's elected to the prestigious American Law Institute. And she tells Miranda about this, and she's like, but I have no dude, no man to share it with. All this great accomplishments. That made me kind of sad for her. Me too. 
because I get what she means, the sentiment of like not having someone special to share this excitement with. But she is a fully realized person with a great mm-hmm. career. She's mm-hmm. well-respected, well-liked. I mean, it was like a unanimous vote. Mm-hmm. And sometimes women who are very career-driven and stuff, they feel like that, that yeah. they're missing that one last thing. It's like everything else is great, except I don't have someone to share this with. And I don't want to be a girl that's like, I need a man. You know, like you should be enough for yourself. But the truth is we are social creatures and we need mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and I mean, she is just coming out of this very long relationship. Right. And she was like, you know, it was my instinct to call Andre Rashad. It's like, why do we have to say his last name every time we say his name? Because they're trying to, on the thing. They're trying to make that like a thing, like fetch. They're trying Whatever. to make it happen. Don't make fetch happen. So at the dinner, now we have the dinner, and Carrie is wearing what I'm calling an MC Escher dress. Did you see this dress? Yeah. It looks like an M.C. Escher painting. Like, I, I don't know if it's I'm going up the stairs, down the stairs. It's Qbert. I don't know what's happening. It was very, the shape was very interesting. I think that SJP just wears clothes really well. She's like, a she's good with I mean, that. I she's beautiful. I mean, her body is perfect, I think. I mean, I, mean, I think I she would, was like a yeah. dancer growing up. I would wear like anything if I looked like that. I always say to my kids, like, my naked. kids will go and they pick out like jeans and big sweatshirts. I'm always like. Don't you want to try on like beautiful fashions? Like you're young, you yeah. look good. Like now's the time to do it. No. Yeah, but then when they look like Billie Eilish, I mean, that's mm-hmm. cool. I guess. That's cool. So LTW's there. She tells Charlotte that she miscarried, but she's like, I don't want to talk about it here. Like, not here. And then Harry shows up with a new phone for Charlotte because she is slaying it at work. Mm-hmm. And then Anthony and Giuseppe show up, and Che gets there, Che's there, and they meet Lisette. Lisette, to no one's surprise, is a big fan of Che's. This goes hand in hand with me. Yeah. This whole storyline, because I don't like Lisette. She's annoying, (laughs) and they like the worst comic ever. So I'm not surprised. Che says they're transitioning between emotional states. Jackie shows up, starts ribbing Che about their failed pilot, and they're going at it a little bit. What do you think of Jackie? I I love Bobby Lee himself Mm -hmm. as an Mm -hmm. actor and everything and as a comic. He's really funny, very talented. I hate this character so much because he's just unnecessarily obnoxious. And it's not funny. He's mean. He's mean. Like, at one point, he says he wants to get rid of smoke. Like, why it's would you say, Again, you're punching above your weight here with her. She is so hot and yeah. a lot younger than him. Because he yeah. should, he's playing, I don't know what age he's playing. Because dude <laughs> is in his 50s and smoke is like 20-something. He's one of those people that could be 19, could be 54. We don't, yeah. we're not unsure. So Naya and Miranda come in and Toussaint is there. Now we remember him from when he hit on her at the bar in the first episode or second. He's the Michelin chef. Now we said (sighs) at the time that there was a reason they had a big actor playing that role. Yeah. So here we go. This man is so effing gorgeous. I would drop kick Naya for a shot at him. (laughs) Oh my God. Those eyes. And just jump on him. 
I would push her down the stairs, like showgirl style, make her trip, <laughs> and just be like, "Love me." He is so hot, and those eyes. Oh my He's super god! Hot. Yep. Miranda meets up with Che, and Che says, "Look, I will never do that again. I'll never do the jokes again. You know, I'm really sorry that that happened." Miranda says, "I thought we ended well." And Chase says, I thought so too until you ghosted me. And okay, then, um, two calls is not ghosting. I know. Chase says, Miranda, we were a train wreck. And Miranda, I'm going to be MPK for a second. And Miranda has this beautiful, rich line where she goes, you know, trains take you to where you need to be. And oh, chef's kiss. Okay. <laughs> All right. He he does go on and on like that though. You've yeah, heard he it, does. right? It's yeah. Mm. The thing about that podcast, it cracks me up because it's like they didn't write it because they're so impressed with this work, and then yes. they remind you that no, they wrote it. So it's like, oh my god, this Super is so weird. self-serving. <laughs> Super weird. It's like a circle jerk. Um. So, what did you think about Che and Miranda? Like, can they be friends? Can they move forward? What's going on here? Do we never need to have them together in the same room again? Because that's where I'm at. Okay, we don't need Che on this show again. Please write Che off. One. Oh, God, please. We do not need Miranda and Che drama. It's over. Move on. It's over. It's over. We do not need any of this. They need to stop with Che. Again, do not stop trying to make Che happen. And then with the renewal... The, oh, the gall of these people. The, ver- okay. the variety, like, screenshot, saying, like, it got picked up for season three, and it's Che, the most hated character in this franchise. I know. And Michael Patrick King said our goal for season two was to show all of the the interior lives of all of these characters who are a permanent place in this world. Oh Che's God. not going anywhere, guys. And I think at one point, he did say, you know, the seven principles. And I was like, no, 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 please don't. No, Mm -mm. no, no, no. Che's not going anywhere. The call's coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) So Naya and, um, no, I'm sorry. Giuseppe reveals to Charlotte and LTW that he's going to be returning to Rome. And, uh, oh, because the New York publishing industry is impenetrable. To poets? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Do you really, uh, like, are they publishing poetry in Italy? Do I need to go over there? I don't think that's a lucrative deal anywhere. (laughs) Take it from a poet. They're not publishing poetry. No, You get a chapbook, if you're lucky. You get a full length with, like, a a right bloody or something, and that is is the pinnacle. Or if you're lucky... You get, like, added to an anthology with a whole bunch of other poets. Yeah. Like, Random House is not publishing poets. They might do two. And, like, you've probably heard of them. They're huge. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, Anthony's stunned by this. And they have a little fight. And Giuseppe says, you're always making excuses to keep me out of your ass, your heart, and your life. And I can't take the walls that you put up. And Anthony says... I've only been in love once before and I called all the shots and Giuseppe's like, Ooh, so you're saying you're in love with me. And Anthony's like, uh, uh, and then they start making out hardcore in the closet and they don't stop for anyone. I mean, people walk through and they just keep making out. 
it was insane. It was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. they were like these are the two most out guys in the world, and they mm-hmm. were making out in a closet. <laughs> it was so weird. So Carrie introduces, oh no, I'm sorry, Seema and Robbie show up first, and she's acting all weird. So they run into Carrie. Carrie's talking about this art she has on the wall. She's making like small talk with Robbie, who she barely knows. Right. Seema's just standing there. And then Seema's like, I'm not uh, doing any work here because I said I loved him and he's blown me off and that's it. You know what that looked like to me at first when Carrie was like trying to make the small talk and everything and she's just standing there. I was like, why is she standing there like that? It reminded me of like someone on Broadway who's like literally counting the beats to their line. That's what it felt like Mm, to me. Okay. Hey everyone, stay tuned. Little Miss Recap will be right back after these words. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy, but what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. Now Carrie introduces the entire dinner party to Shoe, her kitten. He's so cute. And she goes on and on about how this is her new baby. And she has to go put her baby to sleep and blah, blah, blah. This upsets LTW and she runs into the bathroom. Yeah. Because guys, remember, she had a miscarriage. So she's, you know, still feeling the grief and pain of that, which she probably will for a long time. Yeah. So Herbert follows her. And I, I did, I'm I'm going to say something right now. I've I've been hard on husband Herbert, but he he was good in this episode. He was. And the actor's great, oh, but he, the character was good in this episode. So he goes into the bathroom after her and she's sitting there and she's like, did I wish the baby away? Which we knew this was coming. Yeah. And of course he's like, no, absolutely. That's ridiculous. You know, this was an unfortunate accident. Like this happens, blah, blah, blah. So he comforts her. Now they go back out through the closet where Anthony and Giuseppe are like practically having sex. Now dinner is served and the chef explains how to eat the appetizer. And there's so much, there is just such double entendre here. It's ridiculous. It's like watching Porky's from the 80s. Yeah. Which Kim Cattrall started. 
Oh, she did. You're right. She was the howling one. The Yeah. Yeah. So Ravi now has some kind of movie emergency and he has to go to Egypt. Something about shooting in front of the Sphinx. And uh, Seema comes downstairs and she's like, okay, you've been down here for how long? You need to come back upstairs. This is ridiculous. Like, I said I love you and you're just running away. And he finally says to her, like, dude, you're insulting me. Like, this is real shit that's happening yeah. with my job. Like, back off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie gives a toast and says she wants them to go around the table. And they, she wants them to say something they want to let go of. And it can only be one word and you can't repeat. And MPK's like, and Sarah Jessica, she did something I did not see coming. She stood for this scene and... Oh, the magic. I was like, wouldn't you stand if you're at the head of the table and you're trying to like get people's attention? Like, hey, everyone, that's just logic. Just because you didn't write it into the script doesn't mean that SJP is not an actress for like 30 something years and can't figure that fucking out. He is really an SJP fangirl. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I love her too, but it's like, come on. I know. So they go around the table, and here's what everybody says they're going to let go of. Anthony says control. Giuseppe says Rome. Ravi says social media. Seema says distrust. Miranda says guilt. And LTW's like, I'm taking guilt also. Like, tough shit. I don't care if we can't repeat. Herbert says, can you come back to me? Which I didn't know what that was about. And they never do. No. Lisette says fear. Harry says possessiveness. Charlotte says limits. And Carrie says expectations. Assuming things will go the way we think they should because you never know what tomorrow will bring. Yep. Okay. After the party, Miranda's boss calls her and there's an emergency with the UN. She has to go on BBC. Like she just has to. Yeah. So she gets whisked over to the BBC studios. And who's there waiting for her? Joy. Joy. Now, let me ask you a question. You've been very open on this podcast in our last one about your recovery. Yes. If if someone said to you, let's go for a drink, and you said, no, I don't drink, and someone said, well, maybe you will, wouldn't you be a little offended by that? Um, First of all, I'd be pissed. It's like telling a vegetarian... You know, oh, yeah, but after you have this steak, you'll be good. It's like, no, bitch, no. Right. Like, if someone tells me they don't drink, I take that very seriously. I don't ask questions. I just say, okay, and just move on with my own life. Like, you know. Usually what I do is when people are like, let's go out for a drink. I was like, um, I'll join you for a mocktail. You know, kind of saying it like that kind of like, yes. you know, I don't really yes. drink, but I'll have a mocktail with you. Yeah, you, you're, that's a good point. She didn't even have to say, I don't drink. She could have just went along and had a mocktail or, you know, a seltzer, whatever. Like something non-alcoholic. Absolutely. Good point. Um, I just thought it was kind of weird that Joy said that and that Michael Patrick King wrote that in. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Because they spent six months trying to convince us that Miranda's an alcoholic. So do you think that next season Miranda will date Joy and... She will turn her into an alcoholic again. Ooh, she'll fall off the wagon? 
Yeah, because I mean, if she's so insistent, like, no, bitch, after this, <laughs> you're gonna drink. Let's, let's do that at the end. Let's talk about what we predict for each character okay. for the next season. Okay. We see Naya and the chef leaving together. Ravi's going on and on about filming in front of the Sphinx, and he invites Seema to come with him for five months, and she says, no. I'm a strong woman. I've accomplished a lot and I'm not throwing it out the window for a man. All right. Now we have Carrie snuggling with Shu. And there's rocks hitting her very expensive plate glass windows. I would freak out if somebody's throwing rocks at these windows. But if you know the series, she throws them at his window. On season four to try to get back with him. Mm -hmm. But they were younger. Mm-hmm. Now we know the value of a plate glass window. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Aiden, and he comes in the apartment. She's like, oh, my God, you're in the apartment. Then she clocks that he doesn't have any luggage. He makes her sit down, and he says, I have to go right back. Wyatt needs me. He said he had shrooms and beer in his system, and a, and he was in a car crash. That one needs a li- lot of watching. Now, I'm sure John Corbett's a great actor. I've seen him in other things. Yeah. He's wonderful. Aiden, this was way too casual. This was yeah. way too casual. He's like like hokey. He's like, ah, oh, that one, he needs a lot of watch in that one. So I'm going to blow up everything we talked about and just go back. Like, it was like real weird. And then on the same breath, he's like, oh, and my 17 and 20 year old are still not grown enough for me. So I got to watch them too. It's like dude yeah it's so weird he says he needs to be there he doesn't he he explains that the the wife kathy i guess travels a lot for her work i don't know she goes to the textile factory in china i guess to see how things are made I don't know maybe she happening. goes um yeah to the silk market that's the thing i, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what's happening. i actually went there when i went to china so there you go so he's like, I've always been like the the center of the home, the heart of the home for these boys. And I need to be there. And she's like, okay, well, I'll come with you. He's like, no, no, because I'll be focusing too much on you and not on them. What? And then he says, um, I don't want to lose you, but I need five years to get this kid out of his teens. Five? So... I have a lot to say here, but we do have a comment that we wanted to read about this, correct? Yes. And it was, it was, it surmises it so beautifully that I was like, can we please read this? And it's from one of our backdoor friends. Her name is Robin. And the fact that John Corbett said, or, you know, Aiden said that whole thing about like, I need five years. She Mm -hmm. comments, this was stupid. Let me say this caveat with my opinion that it was stupid because I became a widow in my mid-40s. I was in the middle of raising three kids, ages 13, 16, and 20. I started dating again two years later after my husband's death. Youngest kid was having some anxiety issues and even suicidal ideation for a short period of time. I was able to both, in caps, fully attend to my child and her needs. And keep the relationship with my partner happening. So Aiden acting like he can never leave Norfolk to see Carrie or that she can never come to Norfolk to spend time with him because he must focus on his kids every minute is not reality. It's bullshit. I I added the bullshit part because it's like, come on. And so she says, what would be more realistic would be for him to tell Carrie, look, 
my son is in crisis mode right now. I need to spend the next six to eight weeks getting him stabilized, get him a therapist and make a game plan with him and the mother and the brothers. Mm -hmm. And I love you so much, Carrie, and we will make this work. Just give me a bit of time to get my son back on track and we will continue this thing one day at a time. Not say, well, give me five years to only focus on my son. Wait for me. Thank you, Robin, for your uh, expertise and your experience. And she's 100% right. 100%. I've never never been a single parent, but I will say my best friend was a single parent, Stephanie, and she had twin boys who were little when she got divorced. She managed to have a relationship and to get married to a very, very, very wonderful stepfather to them. All at the same time. There's millions and millions and millions of single parents around the world who are great parents to their children, but also have relationships. Why is, so is a monster? He is just a bratty teen who doesn't want his dad to move on, essentially, or date someone else because he hates Carrie. Why it is it it's hard for me to to take that view. I, I get that. but No, I mean the as, way that MPK writes him and writes children yes, in general. Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, I agree with you. Now, I'm trying to think if that was my daughter, I would do exactly what Robin said. I would be like, this is crisis mode. I need to be here for this. My daughters come first over everything. Yeah. However, like, why do we have to put a timeline on this? Like, let me get her through this crisis and then I'll, I'll be back and touch you. It shouldn't take five years. Exactly. And then, like, you're going to wait until the kid is 20? But then again, in the same breath, he's saying that his 17 and 20-year-olds still need him. So then when he gets to 20, what's the next excuse? Let's get him to 30? It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't understand why Carrie just can't go there. Yeah, that was weird. Maybe the alternate ending was that Carrie's going to move to Virginia and live in that beautiful farmhouse. And then she would have to sell another apartment. (laughs) (laughs) She can give it to Miranda. (laughs) Miranda is houseless and Carrie did not even offer her her apartment. Be like, hey, one live here. I know. So now, you know, we get this montage at the end, like they always do with the music. And um, we see Harry and Charlotte setting up her phone. I guess that's their storyline. They're setting up an iPhone 14. Amy. And let me interject a little bit. MPK says, oh no, I think it was one of the female writers on the podcast said that that is the most romantic thing, the most romantic okay. scene ever. Okay. Watching right. them fiddle with an iPhone because, you know, that's like real marriage. Wow. I wanted to shoot my brains out. Wow. Okay. And one of them is like, should I go get rock? Like, yeah, go get rock. Yeah. <laughs> You have a Gen Zer living in the house. Go get them. Set up the phone. In two seconds, that would have been set up. Mm-hmm. Anthony's getting fucked in the ass. That's amazing. Comically, because his face <laughs> is not enjoying it. Uh, we see Che and Toby kissing. So that was... Mm-hmm. I do enjoy Toby. I like Toby. Toby is so adorable. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. did you care that... Che no. got a love no. interest. No, I don't care. No, if Che went to kiss Toby, tripped and fell out that window on the tenth floor of their apartment, I would have the same feeling. Oh, oh well, <laughs> they already did that with Christine Johnson in um, season yes. six. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and Aiden and Carrie have this wild, like, really 
big love scene where they're like switching positions. I think that's the most naked SJP has been on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Like Amy, it occurred to me watching it because you see like John Corbett, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you almost shaw his Corbett. (laughs) Which I don't know if we need to. (laughs) Again, I love him, but mm. um. And we see Ravi and Seema having sex. And then we see Carrie saying goodbye to Aiden. And she tells him, this was not a mistake. This was not a mistake. And then Seema calls her and they go to Greece. And just like that, I ordered two more Cosmopolitans. Dumbest ending ever. Right. Because see, here's the thing. Seema and Carrie. I should say ending line ever. Carrie and Seema are at this beach in Greece. And when did Carrie learn Greek? Okay. Oh, yeah. Apparently she knows Greek. She knows Greek um, to order Cosmopolitans. And, you know, Seema was all like, oh, I got to wait five months and you got to wait five years. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she kind of says like, Carrie just tells her like, yeah, there'll be others. It was like men. And she goes, no, drinks. So that's why they connected the whole. And just so like that. Stupid. So stupid. So stupid. So stupid. It should have been like, I don't know, in just like that, the Last Supper was complete. Or, yeah, I don't know, something. And just like that, Che fell out a window. <laughs> I don't know, something. She's a writer. She could have just said, and just like that, I began my new chapter. Hello? Yeah, anything, anything. Or, and just like that, we found ourselves a little hot girl summer. You know, yeah. something like that. Anything. <sighs> All right. No, let's let's talk predictions. So it's getting a season three. I'm not thrilled about this. I love what, it. <laughs> what is, where does Carrie go from here? Well, if you notice, and I think that MPK mentioned it on the podcast, that she kind of does a little wink, like maybe I'll get time off a good behavior. So kind of mm-hmm. alluding that maybe Aiden will miss her so much that he kind of, you know, will come back before the five years. But my thing is... Are they on a break like Ross and Rachel and they could just like fuck anyone? I don't know. Like, I don't what know. is this? I don't know. I mean, does Wyatt need so much of Aiden's attention that his dick is going to shrivel up and fall off? Because he just has to stare at Wyatt for five years? I don't get like exactly. Like what... his little Corbett needs some love. What's going to happen? There's just no logic to this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, are they dating? We don't know. So maybe what they do, because the writers on the original Run of Sex in the City really loved it when they had a lot of, like, these big-name guest actors to play, like, Carrie's love interest for, like, a Mm one-off. So maybe if they're, like, on a break, she'll probably have, like, horrible, funny, you know, funny in quotation marks, you know, experiences with these dates. And then Aiden comes back at some point and says, I can't live without you. What do you think about, are we going to get a Matthew Broderick love interest? I don't think so. I don't even think... I'm shocked they've never done that. I mean, he's an actor. Yeah. I'm surprised they've never done that. That would be interesting. she's his biggest fan, so... Yeah, I think that would be interesting if they did that. I'm I'm up for it. Yeah, why not? Ferris, get on Mm -hmm. here. Get on here. Um, Okay, so you're right. I think we'll see her dating again. Miranda, I think we're going to see with Joy. Yeah. And and building maybe her relationship with Steve. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like a friendly kind of thing. Co-parenting. I, Naya. I don't know. Maybe Naya will get pregnant. Oh, with this? With Tucson? 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she really not wants sure. it, though. I'm going to say I'm not sure of her infertility issues, so I don't mean to offend anybody by that. I can't remember what they were. If she just... No, they had, yeah, they had a couple of rounds of IVF that didn't take. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she kind of gave up on that. So that's why Andre Vashad at the beginning of this season was like, I got the solution, a surrogate. And she like drops the phone like, no, I don't think she wants a kid. Andre Rashad needs to be on the sidewalk when Jay falls out of the window and he needs to be landed on. Um, Amy, let me be honest with you. When I saw Aiden leaving and he does like that final look, I thought a fucking truck was going to come and kill him. Okay, you're not the only person who thought that. I thought I was like, thing. something bad is going to happen right <laughs> what is now. Happen here? I just don't know like any good arcs for these people. I have no idea. It's and can so I just weird. say that Kristen Davis is the MVP of this entire series? She well, is the most consistent in terms of character-wise. Yeah. Charlotte, yeah. she delivers. She's funny. She's had, like, even in the first season that was so dark, she was the funniest thing about it. My Her whole thing is, the fact that we can't think of where these characters go from here is because they just so seemingly, like, wrapped it up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we need any more. Well, in season know. three, um, Charlotte's going to get an android. And then oh, all hell's oh, going to break loose. Oh. Forget it. Forget it. Harry can't get those AirPods to connect. Who knows? <laughs> all right, girl. Um, So this is our last episode. So you will be seeing Leslie again, I'm sure. But you yeah. will absolutely be seeing her for season three of this shit show. A hundred percent. Yeah, I am mm-hmm. so excited. Like, it's it's horrible because I love this show in the sense that I love talking about it. I love shitting on it. I mm-hmm. love the pop culture aspect of it because it's everywhere. Because mm-hmm. people are watching. They're hate watching. And this oh, is why watching. it keeps getting renewed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, how else are they going to fuck this legacy up? That's what we're in for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Sister Wives. Like, the ratings are through the roof. And you're like, what? But yet you're turning that bitch on every Sunday night at 10. Like Exactly. It's, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. All right. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, so you can follow me online at Sinister Girls, or if you want to follow my little Barbie photo project, you can follow at LibbyDoll.nyc. She's going on a whole bunch of adventures, and today she's going to go meet a few of RuPaul's Drag Race drag queens. So oh, I'm excited very about that. Good. Yeah, I got a meet good. and greet. I'm going to go see them at Radio City tonight. So it's Are you tagging all these people when you're... Hell yeah. Good. I hope you get like a... A little nod or something that'd be. Really I know, cool. right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I take her to Liberty Games all the time, and so I'm always tagging all the players and stuff. And I'm just like, "Can you guys not like show me some love?" Mm-hmm. I mean, they're busy winning games. They're so awesome. My libs are doing so great. I'm so proud. That's awesome. But, yeah. And guys, if you haven't already, join our Facebook group, Backdoor Friends, and Amanda and I are covering Sister Wives. Those episodes will be on Patreon and Supercast. The links are in the show notes if you'd like to join to get those episodes. They will be out Sunday at 11 p.m. So as soon as the show's over, boom, the episode will be out. Right, because you got screeners. We got screeners. We're also covering 90 Day Last Resort, which is amazing. Is it? Um, I I was like put off because of the cast. Total trash. Total trash. It's wonderful. 
And um, as always, follow us on Instagram at Little Miss Recap and leave a review. Thank you for those of you who have. A lot of people have been leaving reviews and we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's All right, guys. Fun. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon.